There's power in a drumbeat on a hill above the sea. Power in the voice of a supporter. But it all amounts to nothing. Together we don't sing. Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer. We have a lot of great loyal soccer to talk about tonight. A lot of great events with the supporters group coming up. We just came off a game, two games actually, last week, including the Open Cup match at San Diego State. And there is an away game Sunday. So we're going to clue you in on all of the watch parties to uh, come this this weekend. Um, But to help us get through all of this soccer uh let's bring on our producer john cross john how are you sir i am doing very well thank you we do have a lot of soccer to talk about today <laughs> and our guest the illustrious uh famous uh ken garten ken what's up man hey uh always glad to uh talk soccer on this pod this is probably one of my favorite things to listen to on wednesdays <laughs> I don't believe you, but thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. (laughs) So Ken brings up a great point, and I want to get this out of the way right at the top of the show, is that we release two podcasts on Wednesdays. So um, if you're subscribed to this podcast, you probably already know this, but if this is your first time around the block, uh, there are two pods. This is the Loyal Locals podcast. Uh, The second pod is the Locals Only Lounge, where we have a little more of a uh, freewheeling format and uh, delve into, you know, topics of particular interest to uh, supporters group and supporter culture. Uh, but for this one, we're going to stick to business, right, John? That's right. Stay, stay on top of all the important news for the week here. <laughs> all right. So let me ask you, because it, it's so tough. My brain is just, there are like little soccer balls bouncing around in my brain. Are we starting with the Open Cup, or do we start with Tulsa? Let's go. Uh, we can start with either one. Where Where do you want to go? Let's start chronologically with Wednesday. So okay. the last week we had two home matches, technically both home matches. The first was a Wednesday night game at the Sports Deck at San Diego State against the uh, San Diego Albions or the Albions of San Diego, San Diego Albion. Um, Ken, you were there? I was there. Yeah, it was funny, actually. Uh, I was in the Modern Times tasting room, and somebody was wearing their Albion like sweatshirt, and I was wearing my Loyal sweatshirt. And we kind of looked at each other a little bit like, yeah, all right, and walked away. <laughs> no, it was a really kind of a fun uh, local soccer night where, you know, it was very intimate. Obviously, we um, it was mostly season ticket holders, so it was a really good chance to kind of really get down and like right behind goal there and and uh, see a very different perspective. Uh, y'all brought the noise with the drums, and we brought the chance, and it was a really fun time. Yeah, it was. Uh, the sports deck is such a uh, strange place uh, for a soccer match. It's actually not that bad, really. Uh, the you know it is on the top of a parking garage. It's the the top level. Um, there's a set of bleachers just on, on the one side. Um, the supporters group was right behind the net and like 
like literally right behind the net, um, which was a great vantage for the Evan Conway goal, which was the opening goal of the match. Uh, I think was it Charlie that sent that into him, or was it some? I don't. I don't remember who sent it in. Um, See, every time I partly because I was smart, doing a bunch of filming wrong. Okay. I do wish there was a way for us to replay. Like I was able to watch, obviously on ESPN Plus, and it was a bummer that there was no televised, like any kind of televised um, or streaming option for uh, the Open Cup. But it does sound like for the next round there will be uh, streaming, which is a good thing. Yeah, it was so. So uh, from because I was right behind the net, um, and uh, so Conway is just steaming in to the goal. The ball comes in, and I don't even know if he got his foot on that ball. It just like bounced off of his body into because he was charging right into the net. It was one of those goals where uh, it was like a, a whole body effort, and maybe he did get his foot on it. Um, but in my mind's eye, it was just a he just willed it in uh, with his body because he was just charging in so so quickly. And uh, yeah, it was a a, a great goal, um, you know, and I really thought that Albion, they play in a the lower division of the division immediately under um, USL. It's called NISA. Um, but, you know, they don't, they don't play like a lower division team. They, I thought they played pretty well. Yeah, I, I felt they did a lot of challenging. I thought they um, really were aggressive. Uh, it just felt like they didn't quite have that finishing final third where they had somebody that was, you know, making shots on goal. Well, and I think for them, if I'm not mistaken, this was their first official match, really. So new coach, new players, really hard that your season hasn't quite started yet and you jump right into an open cup match. So if I may be mistaken, but I thought it was the open cup match and then they had a game over the weekend and those, those were their first actual games together. So that's that's tough, and I agree. I thought they played um, pretty well overall, and uh, I think if they had a little more time to get some games under their belt, it could have been uh, an even tighter game. Notable, uh, we got the first start of young Dern Free, the uh, Wonderkin, the the goalie of the U.S. Men's U seventeen was U sixteen or U seventeen U seventeen U seventeen. Um coming off uh, international play last month, month before last. And um, he, he is, you know, U 17, but that is, that is a, that is a grown man uh, <laughs> in the, between the posts. Um, and he, I thought he really commanded the box quite well and quite authoritatively. You really can see his confidence uh, for his first like start with that, that first team just, I thought he played with a, a lot of confidence. Absolutely. And it's one of those things where when you find out, oh, yeah, right, he's 17 and more gray hair start nodding out of my head. <laughs> How is that possible? At 17, I was not uh, a professional athlete or anywhere close to anything like that. So his maturity, like seeing him, you know, getting this, uh, I, I got to go to the unveiling of his mural and just seeing like the awe of like that, that moment for him was pretty amazing. And he's just a very grounded person. You see him with his parents. And he's just a, a really good kid, and I'm excited to see what his future is. Obviously, already connecting with you know with uh, U.S. Soccer, like that's just a, a feather in the cap for the loyal. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think 
we also saw a very good performance from uh, Xavi, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, through he the got, penalty. Yeah. Uh, he got his... You know, we saw him a little bit. I feel like we saw him uh, two seasons ago. He got some time uh, when him and, and CJ first came up to the first team. They got a little bit of time and some... Uh, I guess in basketball, you call it garbage time, but... <laughs> Late action, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looks, I mean, clearly he's two years older now, but he does not look like the same player he was two years ago. I might sound very right. obvious saying that, but. Yeah, I, th- I think they've both come a long way and really good to see the uh, improvement in their performance and then to realize how young they still are. And they both seem to have a very high ceiling. So. I don't know how long or if ever we will actually get to see them really play for the Loyal because they may be moving on to other things, but I really do hope we get to see them for at least a good season of playing time before they most likely move on to a a different level. I mean, it's USL. We just got to take it one season at a time because there's so much turnover on these rosters and just keeping a core of players together year to year, like Loyal has done already kind of gives you like a leg up on the other teams because there's so much churn. Um, It seems like the teams that can keep cores together are the ones that you see at the the top of the table. You're in and you're out. Well, I mean, I'm just happy that at some point I'll be able to like, you know, chant. He's one of our own. He's one of our Uh own. (laughs) That's right. And it did happen. It happened. At, on Wednesday for Duran, but then it happened again on Saturday <laughs> because we had an incredible match against the uh, Tulsa FCs of Tulsa, FC Oklahoma. Tulsa. FC Tulsa's of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, coming in, they did find the pitch. They did not get lost and end up on the baseball field like we were a little nervous that they would, um, being accustomed, of course, to playing on a baseball field in Tulsa. But they found the pitch, and uh, they I thought they gave Loyal a pretty good fight. Yeah, I, I thought overall we had the better play, but, I mean, they were dangerous. They had times where they were very dangerous and had shots. And, frankly, I, I really um, – I know – I think it was Sean Duffy put this in Discord, and I have to agree with him. I think Camden Riley and Coke Vegas have really – impressed this year Koke's shot stopping ability has improved dramatically since last year and frankly if he didn't bail us out a couple of times that could have been a very different outcome in that game absolutely I went back and watched the you know replay because obviously when you're in 109 screaming and hollering and you're everything's happening on the other side of the field and you're missing things and you're waving a flag it's a little hard to keep up and it was actually I kind of came back to that place where I felt very frustrated uh, in 109 because it felt like there was, you know, opportunities where they, you know, get there but not be able to finish. And then, you know, you had Charlie Adams, you know, taking that penalty and he, you know, hit the crossbar and you're like, oh, it just, it kind of almost felt like one of those games where it just felt like, oh, the Loyal are are not going to win this this match. And then from the heavens came an own goal off, off you know off. you said you got frustrated in 109 you know what i did too because there was a point in time i think in like the 75th minute ish where i just felt the energy wasn't there 
um, you kind of listen and you're like, oh, there's, I kind of look back and I can look at the people and they're not chanting, right? Like it wasn't, they're not singing, they're not chanting. There was no sound. It was quiet. Um, and I got pretty, as I do, uh, frustrated by that because, you know, I do uh, play a drum for the entirety of the game. I, I don't stop. Like, I don't want anybody to, to stop. The whole point is that we don't stop because it's never over, right? It is never over. Something can always happen. It is a 90-minute game, and you can create goals in the 94th minute if you try and you and you keep pushing and you keep going and uh that's exactly what we saw nick moon uh just got off uh, somehow he got across off uh from that right corner of the field uh it sailed in to the box and um colin fernandez a i think he's a midfielder on tulsa just beautifully uh got his head on that ball and got it right into the top corner of the net beyond uh, the goalie's reach for a game-winning own goal. And, uh, I mean, I did not have to tell anybody in the section to get loud at that moment. (laughs) But it just goes to show, like, you know, that that churn, that sound, the loudness. Like, I'm not taking credit for the goal completely, but I will say that we do not make it easy or fun or or for these visiting teams that goalkeeper that squad when we are going and we are willing and it's loud and the drums are banging we don't make it easy on them and guess what all it takes is one mistake and that was one of a mistake you know on that note i brought my youngest to the game it's the first time he's come to a game with me he doesn't live in um, San Diego. So he was down for Easter. So I brought him and his girlfriend and then my daughter was there with me and she comes with me regularly. But he was, he had a blast, first of all. He and his girlfriend just absolutely loved it. I kind of prepped him before you're going to be in the supporter section. We were down there in the front row. But he, one of the things he commented on afterwards, it's the first sporting event he's ever been to where the home team got scored upon and the stadium because to him he's he's just in 109 so he's hearing all the like everybody just kept going they didn't stop and he thought that was that was really cool that it didn't you know it didn't create a hush around the stadium that it kept going in fact it got a little bit louder and people got into it to try to get the team moving forward again so that's one of the things i'm most proud of that we do in 109 and i hope we always do that but we we keep going for the full 90. Well, I remember one of the things uh, Jerry Jimenez said is like, when they score, we get louder. And so we don't let that defeat us. Like we just keep that level up and we take it up another level if we can. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I think this is one of those things that are unique about like uh, this sport and like supporter culture where like, okay, the Padres are going to draw tens of thousands of fans. Right. But like, as a fan at Petco Park, you don't feel like you really have an impact on the game. I mean, it gets loud. It gets loud in the playoffs. And there are fleeting moments of, of that kind of majesty, like, you know, when everybody was swinging the, the towels uh, last season. But, you know, 
every match at Torero is like that if you're in 109 and right. it's just a constant where like you feel like you really are that that 12th man and uh yeah it really it really it really paid off uh you know just putting uh that ball like in position for mistakes to happen or something to happen you know that's all it takes, and you have to be willing to take those strikes and be willing to, to take those chances. Um, yeah, I don't know if, if, if either of you have any other thoughts about the Tulsa match, but um, I do want to talk about another player who put a ball in a good position uh, just today. Today, we're going to veer a little bit away from <laughs> uh, Loyal Soccer for just a moment because today's been a, a day of, of, of nice goals and we wanted to just acknowledge them real quick. I think, uh, John, you've got that one ready. Yeah, let's pull this up here. So you can just kind of talk through it. Sure, sure, sure. So this is uh, Alana Cook, the U.S. women's team, uh, shooting the ball from a, almost midfield. And it just arcs right <laughs> over the, the fingertips of uh, Ireland's goalie and it goes in um really really uh I, I don't know if she was really shooting it or if she was just trying to get the ball into the box but you know when you when you take chances like that uh you know sometimes good things happen and I, I i was thinking i was obviously nick moon did not do what she just did i'm not saying that it was the same thing but um there is a similar thing here where like you just take the chances that you get and you put the ball in a position and you just never know. That's why that that box is so dangerous. And uh, like with with loyal, I feel like we've often been on the wrong side of that danger. Ah, so, yeah. um, I don't want to talk about Phoenix um, from seasons past or anything, but it, it, it's happened before for us. What was interesting was since we brought up the the devil's name. Uh, so Saturday was my third loyal match in a week's time and probably the most satisfying of all the matches was the 2-2 rising draw because of where we were obviously we were in the stadium uh andrew and i were in the stadium and you know being down 2-0 and feeling like you know what's going on are we why are we this bad on the road why can't we get you know uh solve this like it, it felt like yeah, we just couldn't finish, and it just it felt it felt like very frustrating. And then we got that first goal, and I honestly feel like if there was any extra, a little extra, extra time, that I feel like there was a third goal out there because Phoenix was so <laughs> defeated. And again, it felt great winning against Albion. It felt great winning against Tulsa because, man, I love winning. I hate losing. I, <laughs> but like, I almost hate losing more than I love winning. And so there was something about that draw, especially with all of the, you know, Phoenix fans were telling us it was two nothing and, you know, oh, we can't hear you like, you know, and everything else like that. And we just kept getting louder. And again, there was 30 of us, but we made a hell of a lot of noise and we recruited fans from the stands that like, we're, we're on the loyal side right now. Like we're wearing Phoenix gear, but we're, we're a hundred percent behind y'all. And that was really kind of fun. And so, like, that's what I love about, you know, 
the loyal and and the and these games and again you're absolutely right when when you're when you're talking about you know being on the wrong side and i, I can't tell how many times like i like i'm chewing my nails the last you know two or three minutes of a game because you know it i have the ptsd of so many really close we almost closed it out but oh, we let one in at the very end there and um it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like it, it was nice to be able to finish one and get steal steal three points from Tulsa, which again, I, it very much felt like, you know, once we hit 90 minutes that the draw was inevitable and yeah, we had four minutes, but like, it didn't feel like there were a lot of chances that we were going to like make that final push to get that, that score. And when the own goal went in, you could just like feel like this whole sense of relief in all of one Oh nine and maybe across the whole stadium as well, where we were like, Thank God. Oh, it was incredible. I mean, it looked, I mean, if you didn't know better, you'd think he was, he put it in on purpose because it was such a beautiful and perfect header. Um, but uh, yeah, I think as soon as they kicked off, they blew the whistle. It was literally the last, uh, that was the last play of the game pretty much. And uh, yeah, uh, devastating for him. Uh, shout out. I hope, I hope you're doing okay. Um, but yeah. Thank you. <laughs> there was apparently another, uh, and again, I, I didn't remember it when I was standing 109, but uh, apparently there was another uh, almost own goal earlier in the match. Um, that There I, was, I yeah. Yeah. And it was, so it was one of those things like it, they, they kind of planted the seed like, oh, that could have actually happened earlier. And so it was like one of those things where I, I think it was just right time, right place. And thank God it, it went our way. Yeah, it's nice to be on this side of, of luck uh, for once. And it feels like this season, I don't know, I feel like we've been on this side, the right side, more than wrong, um, unlike years past, uh, not reading my, my tea leaves or uh, checking my, uh, my star charts, but it is uh, a good omen, I think. So, John, we have another match on Saturday, this time in New Mexico. Are we going to have any watch parties for the locals to attend? Well, we'll have our normal watch party. So in the South Bay, Caburros, where you get 20% off food and drinks if you show your 2023 scarf chain. So they are always one of our biggest supporters. Great place to go and watch a game if you've never been, if, especially if you're in the South Bay or even close where you can drive down there. Um, North County Coastal is still going to be Northern Pine Brewing and Oceanside. And then Central is always fair play, but just a heads up, I think Ken reminded me of this, that the Wave also have a watch party there um, at 7. So, I mean, good news or bad news, depending if you want to catch both games, that might be a great place for you to go as fair play. If you don't want all the other stuff then you might want to check out if you're more central the shop because the team is doing a watch party at the shop on saturday so you can eat over at the shake shack and you can go and enjoy the match i'm not really sure where or how they're showing it i know they have a tv inside but i don't know if they're doing some kind of projection but they're going to do a watch party they're going to have some exclusive um items they're doing some giveaways during the watch party they're gonna have well. that keg. they're gonna pull that keg from the office and yeah, that's a good question i don't know if they're gonna be doing that or not i'm not well, sure they I'm can say to, even if they were i'm not supposed to mention um, that but 
the it's also the spring sale this weekend for and I think I have something for that. Let me pull this up here. So in addition to the watch party, there it's the spring sale Friday, Saturday, and Sunday where they have up to 30% off, which must mean they're clearing some stuff out to make room for some more merch is what is probably happening there. But those are those are your watch party ideas. And then the, the shop, if you want to do the team one and uh, maybe maybe pick up some merch while you're there. That's both at the shop and online this weekend is the 30% off. Yeah, I do. Uh, this will be, I think, my first watch party this year because I was away at Phoenix and then I ended up watching the, the SAC game in a hotel room. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to hitting up my first watch party of the season. I will be going to Cabrillo's, which is my preferred <laughs> my preferred yeah. spot. Um, it's also, I, I, I don't know, I know the Chavos, they've been kind of mixing it up lately, so they don't always do Cabrillo's, but I'll have to check their Discord and, and make sure that... Anyway, Kimberos is always a, a solid option. Um, I don't know uh, the other locations. I I, I don't know if, if Wave's like official watch party is at Fair Play. Like, I'm assuming they'll have the sound for the Wave game on and, and not... Not the loyal man. Yeah, I think so. I think it's the sirens are are having it, and um, they were kind of wondering, like, well, what's the situation as far as sound? Uh, I know we generally are on the patio at Fair Play, and with the sound, um, there is, a, I think, like a thirty minute difference time difference. So I, I was even like willing to like say, hey, like maybe we could do the, you know, the, you know, have the wave for the, you know the second half and the first half for the, for the loyal or, or whatever, you know, makes sense as far as, you know, making it fair for everybody. The other, as uh, you know, I am, uh, as much as I am a local, I'm also a siren. And I kind of want to be able to make sure that there's inclusivity for everybody, that everybody can watch. Yeah. watch. And I, I, I definitely, uh, you know, I mean, you know, if there's a pottery game and the wave and, you know, the loyal playing all at the same time, like I, I only have so many eyeballs. And so like uh, sometimes a sports bar like that is going to be a, great place to try to you know ken i think it's time for you to pick a side man it's time (laughs) to pick a side you know you're on the fence you're an independent voter now i mean come on man i am a declined to state voter actually but yeah i i i am a a san diego sports fan so i love anybody that represents san diego you're i'm a fan of you of course of course of course john um do we have another uh do we have a, an, a a bus trip coming up or a possible bus trip that people need to be on the lookout for? I think I, I would say no coming. information just yet, but be on the lookout for no no solid information yet, but be on the lookout for the Orange County match, which I don't remember the date off the top of my head here in May, late May, May I believe. 6th. Yeah, May sixth. Oh, oh, early May. Okay, yeah. um, Saturday. That there will be a bus. It just I think the logistics and pricing and everything else is is still being worked on. So as soon as all of that is solidified, then we will have that out for everyone. Um, so look for that, especially in the Discord, and uh, how then we'll handle tickets and bus. And uh, I'm pretty sure the team is doing a bus, so that's part of the logistics that are being worked on. So there will probably be a team bus, but there will be a locals bus which is a little bit different if you've never been on the locals bus. Um, 
So uh, I think they're just trying to finalize all those details before they they push everything out. But yes, pay close attention because that information should be coming out very soon. Yeah, so the, I, I bring it up because I know it's it's a, it's a few weeks off, but I mean, May the 6th, it's May. People are feeling froggy. It's springy. They want to jump. They want to go to the beach. They want to do things other than go watch soccer games. But I'm telling you, that's a mistake because these bus trips, especially the OC bus trips, are always so fun. It's so close. So it, it it's a short drive, and it goes by real quick because, you know, we do – bring the party with us it is a party bus um and it's probably if you were to take a poll of people who've been on these bus trips uh, what their favorite things that we do as a supporter group is i think this would rank very high at the top if not at the top i would agree uh, another away day that's coming up pretty soon, though, is the next round of the Open Cup. Um, and I know that there are some folks that are traveling up to Seattle. Um, have you all? There is no about- bus to Seattle. I want to make sure yeah. that <laughs> everybody knows we are not yeah. chartering a bus to go to Seattle on a Wednesday. Right. Yeah. But, um, but there are, there are people there. making arrangements. Yeah. I, I really did want to go. And then when I saw that they were not playing at the MLS stadium, it kind of drop my interest level a little bit again i hope that there's a day that san diego has an mls team and i hope it includes uh, all the people that are involved in loyal right now i kind of wanted to uh draw um the lafc and i want to see their stadium um and maybe that happens after we defeat the sounders after we yeah. got the fish yeah, it, it's weird. I, I heard that they're going to be in the Tacoma, the Co- Tacoma Defiance. Are they, that, is that still a team? They don't have a team anymore, do they? Is Tacoma still a team? I don't think so. I, I, it might be their, I guess, Sounders 2 team. I, I don't think it's the Tacoma Defiance, but I'm not yeah. 100% sure about that. You know, that's too bad. Uh, do you know why they're not doing it in the... Um, the Seahawks. Stadium? I don't know the exact reason, but they usually play at Starfire for their open cut matches. And I don't know if it's just to, well, one, it could be an issue like we see with a lot of MLS teams in the early rounds of the open cup. They don't draw very well. And I would imagine it's probably a chance to get other places that maybe don't get, because it's south of Seattle. It's pretty close to the airport where the stadium is. So it may get a chance for people who don't make it all the way up into Seattle to see a match to to see a match. So I'm I'm not sure of all the logistics, but I'm I'm guessing those things play into it, especially the attendance piece probably plays into it quite a bit. Mm. Well, if they would have had it in San Diego, they wouldn't have that problem, but you know, for one reason or another, we cannot host, and that is uh, frustrating, I think, for for everyone. Um, at least this one will be uh, – I, I don't think it's going to be televised. I think we're going to have to watch it on uh, an app or a, a Bleacher Report that, is going to be I, broadcasting I, it. I'm pretty sure it'll be on the Bleacher Report app. I'm not, again, 100% positive because it's been very sketchy this year as to which matches are televised or not. But I would imagine with an MLS team playing, those will probably be on the YouTube Bleacher Report 
channel okay. that they have. So it'll be streamed, but that's that's probably the best we're going to get. I think U.S. soccer fans are used to this. Uh, <laughs> it is frustrating, but I feel like this is just the way it is uh, <laughs> and the way that it's been for a while. So, um, yeah, uh, that'll be... Do we have a chance against Seattle? Maybe, you know, maybe we don't need to get into that, but let me just throw that out there. I I think you always have a chance because the MLS teams in these early rounds are rarely going to play their starters. It's a chance for their younger players who don't get a lot of playing time to get some playing time and to prove themselves. So they're going to be hungry to do well. But I think it levels the playing field a little bit. So I think this is why you see some of these upsets that happen early on with MLS teams. Because I would say on paper, they probably should beat us, right? They're an MLS team. They have more money. They they ideally have better players. But, um, you know, soccer is a funny sport. Anything can happen in a one-off match. And, uh, and I think if you are the USL team, it is your chance also to prove yourself against an MLS team. It doesn't matter if it's their starters or mostly bench players. It's your chance to upset an MLS team. So I think it creates for a great environment for the matches. I think I think we absolutely have a chance. Um, but I would say, unfortunately, Seattle is one of the few MLS teams that does take the Open Cup very seriously. So, mm. but we'll... we'll see what team they they put forward but you know i think the best time to face them is in an early round rather than a later round so Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens yeah i mean that's the the beautiful game 90 minutes give me your best we'll give our best and let's see what happens all right so we've covered the uh the watch parties we've got the next open match we've got an away trip coming up. Is there anything else that people need to be looking out for? Uh, just a couple of quick things. I wanted to give a shout out to Second Chance Beer Company that they are a new sponsor for our Man of the Match Growler that we do. So they will be donating the beer for the Growler. So I want to give a huge shout out for to them oh, for awesome. picking that up. Second Chance, absolutely one of my favorite breweries. Uh, I was uh, a UCSD student. And I would always go to Rock Bottom. At the time, the brewer was Marty. Marty is now the brewer at Second Chance uh, and owner of Second Chance. And every time I drink a a Second Chance beer, it just like takes me back to college. And it just makes me so happy that his beer is packaged and out for the world to be able to have. And and what a fantastic brewery. And they've always helped us out with uh, having space for our TIFOs. And they're just good folks. You know, I I remember going there uh, during the pandemic for a watch party. And I love they had the uh, like basically you could buy a beer for a friend. So if like you knew like, oh, my friend Becker is coming in, like I'm going to buy him a beer and tell him, hey, hey, when you come in on Friday, I got your first round. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that watch party. Uh, the drums were very loud, uh, echoing in that. <laughs> not uh, we did not bring they did not bring the inside drums. It was quite the. Uh, cacophony <laughs> all right and the last couple of things i have are there is this um 5v5 tournament coming up if the if you're on the mailing list for the oil you should have received this in your email 
sometime. So John, see, I don't check my email, so this is why <laughs> I need to listen to this podcast. So tell me right. what, what, what's this about. <laughs> so there is Loyal has partnered with this 5v5 soccer group, and on I believe it's May 13th. It's the same day that we are playing RGV. There's going to be this 5v5 tournament at USD, so you're already there at USD. Um, if you participate in the tournament, so maybe if you have some friends who you want to get a team together, they will also get a match ticket to the game that night. So it's... Um, if you go to the Loyal website, you can go to the links. I think if you get an early registration in, it's a little more than $300 for the team. And if you wait till the very last minute, it's about 400 425 something for your team. Weren't they going to do the... Didn't they do this last year? And that was the game that Colorado Springs didn't come to or it got postponed or something? Oh, it might be, yeah. Didn't that, that happen? That sounds... Oh. I, I think so. So I don't know if the locals are interested in getting a team together. I don't think I've seen anything on Discord yet. I mean, um, three of us here. So this, but else, it's coming up soon. Um, you yeah. know what? <laughs> You're more than welcome to trot out there and, and, and show your stuff. But I think I will be uh, sitting this one out. My kid, I could, I might volunteer my kid. He can go and do it. But, but there are... There, <clears throat> I don't know if there's co-ed. I think there is, but I know there's men's, women's divisions, and there's various age group divisions, I think as young as under seven. So there's all kinds of different divisions to sign up for. So if you think you have a uh, group of people you want to get together and do some 5v5 soccer, um, May 13th. Go ahead and check out the, again, you'll find the link on the Loyals website, but go there and you can find out about the 5v5 soccer tournament. And then if there's nothing else, the very last thing I have is a reminder that Travis Ritt, one of our locals, is running in the Boston Marathon on Monday. So last chance to uh, help him. He's raising uh, money for a group called Love and Spoonfuls. He's trying to raise $10,000. I have not checked recently, but last week he was 75% of his way to his goal. So if you want to help out any last little bit, and I've been talking with some of the kicking it with the locals people, and we're going to see if we might, if Travis is willing. So Travis, you're giving you a heads up right here. Um, we might be trying to reach out to you to get you on the show um, sometime after you've run your marathon. That's that's really fantastic. I'm so glad he's uh, almost at his goal. Still the most unfortunate name I've heard for a, a charity, but um, I'm very glad that they're doing something good. It's for a good cause. Just, I don't know what they were. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Now we do have, uh, we still have other, a uh, bums TV, uh, the cinematic universe, other shows coming this week, right. John, uh, what, is coming out tomorrow. Okay, so we should get a bums breakdown tomorrow. So that look for that out on YouTube first before it comes out on the podcast. There will not be a kicking it with the locals this week. Like we said, we're just getting our feet under us for that show. We've had three episodes. If you haven't seen them, there was one about Sal, who's one of our hosts, one about Marquin, who's our other main host. And then we did one with um, the president of the supporter group for Tulsa, 
one of their supporter groups, 83 United was the one we did last week. Um, but our next one we're trying to do is get somebody from Gorilla FC, which is one of the Sounders um, supporter groups, get them on the podcast. So we're trying to make some kind of arrangements to do that recording next week. We will likely do it live. So to give members of both SGs a chance to chime in and ask questions like we did with 83 United. So that should be coming up. Hopefully by next show, we will know the time for that one. And then um, no locals last call because we don't have any home games this week, but we will in about 20 minutes be doing the lounge here coming up. So we'll do some, some hopefully some fun conversations in there this week. And what might be a topic that we could talk about in the lounge? Let me think about it. Let me just think about it for a little bit. I don't know. Maybe just something like, uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, oh, I don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> really? No. Anything we want to talk about. Oh, man. Let's do, we'll do streaming wars in the lounge because I have hot takes about, about that show. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to get in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's two bad shows. There's actually two bad shows on Disney Plus going right now. Um, it's incredible. Um, the the double the the left right of uh, Mandalorian and Ted Lasso, which uh, I think I think Mandalorian is a little more popularly being uh, criticized this season. But uh, yeah, okay, great. So <clears throat> lots lots coming up. Uh, away game this Saturday. Uh, next weekend, we are back at home against the Rowdies of Tampa Bay. This is a good team, uh, probably one of the premier best East Coast teams, if not the best East Conference teams uh, that will be in uh, a week and a half. So after this away match, so uh, lots of good stuff coming up. Uh, the The Rowdies, is that a Sunday game? It is, is a Sunday a, game. That is a yeah. Sunday afternoon game. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna start saying this now. I know we're two weeks ahead. I'm getting ahead of myself, but come out on these Sunday afternoon games. These afternoon games, come out if you can, please. Uh, these are the ones. It, it, I know it's harder to come to than a Saturday night game, and and they don't draw as well. But uh, this Saturday afternoon game that we just came off of with with Tulsa, uh, the 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 energy from 109 was key. Uh, we got that winning own goal in the 94th minute right before the whistle blew. Uh, and, and that was in large part due to the pressure being applied on that keeper and on that back line by us. We are the 12th man and we need everybody out there in these afternoon games. Colin sick, quit your job, whatever you got to do to get out there. Uh, we need everybody in the stands, so um, I'm going to hit this hard. Obviously, next uh, next week as well, I'm going to remind everybody. But uh, get out there if you can. I say that I don't know if I'm going to be able to be there. I've got to check my. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say I thought the attendance was much better than I expected for a Sunday. Yeah, I agree. So I, I was expecting, you know, oh, it's Saturday before Easter. You know, everybody seemed to have other plans, but to me, I thought it was one of the better crowds that we had. Uh, for an afternoon game, yeah. absolutely. I mean, 109 was a little thinner, I mean, to be expected. Um, when I look over at the, the main stands, though, it it looked like, I mean, maybe it was a little thinner, but not that much thinner. It looked very well attended. Yeah. So, 
that's that's encouraging so all right um yeah join us in the lounge in about 15 minutes uh ken where can people find you so i am on uh twitter and instagram at red the trucker i'll probably explain my uh twitter name in the lounge and gives you even more reason to uh to tune in and john where can folks find you uh best place to find me is on discord at john cross all right and um john mentions the discord the discord is absolutely free uh for locals members locals membership also free so if you want to get in on these conversations and many more enlightening uh, uh polite discussions they're all happening on discord uh 24 hours a day seven days a week so uh hit us up join the locals get on the discord and get in the conversation. I'm Andrew Dyer. I'm on Twitter at Andrew P. Dyer. And I will be back with John and Ken in 15 minutes in the lounge. So until then, until next week, bye.